Hi, everybody. John here. So today I'm going to go over a couple of questions I had from friends of mine, from host who were kind of struggling with a couple of different issues. And I'm going to do my best to work my way through each of these questions and hope that I can provide you with some value. Should you be going through this kind of situation or similar situations in your hosting journey? So the first question is, should I ask my guests to bring the trash out to the curb on trash day and recycling day? And in my honest opinion, I don't think you should. The news lately and social media has been really full of people saying Airbnb comes with a lot of chores. So we want to do as hosts, whatever we can to help the image of short-term rental. And that includes not asking guests to do chores. So what I recommend doing is asking your cleaning team to take the trash to the curb and back when um, trash is collected. This might take a total of four trips. You need to think. Your cleaner needs to drive there to take the trash and pull it to the curb, wait until it's collected, then drive all the way back and put it back by the side of your house or wherever your trash canister goes. So that may cost you money, right? So it's best to discuss and negotiate with your cleaner what is a fair fee. Maybe $100 a month, maybe $200 a month. Depends on what your cleaner is asking for in the area. However, it's much better asking your cleaner or a handy person to take care of this than asking your guests to do it because sometimes guests are at the beach or on trash day or they may want to sleep in or whatever the reason may be, they may not want to do that. They may not want to deal with taking the trash to the curb. So you can't rely on the guest taking the trash to the curb. Even though you put it in your instructions, they will totally ignore it. So you may have like three really great families and they do it. But then you have one that doesn't and they leave mountains and mountains and mountains of trash bags all over the place. And the worst thing you can do is expect every guest to be the same. I wouldn't make that assumption when it's much easier and more efficient and more repeatable to have your cleaning team do it. So my recommendation is to actually have your cleaning team take the trash to the curb on trash and recycling day if you have recycling day as well. This next question comes from Tammy. She says, hey, John, I'm furnishing my place. I'm almost broke with all the repairs, the cleanings, buying furniture. How do I manage these finances? It's a five bedroom, three bathroom, and it's my first time doing this. I bought a few of my furniture things in Marketplace and a few other new things in Ikea, but what do you think I should do? Well, Tammy, I hear you. And it's a lot to take in. Sometimes when we embark on this journey, um, we don't foresee all of the different hidden costs and big ticket items that come with owning and operating a vacation rental. But you're not alone. You're not alone because all of these obstacles have been overcome by people who have done this before us. And my suggestion is to really take it one thing at a time. So for everything you've already purchased, make sure you're tracking these expenses in at least a simple spreadsheet or Excel, tracking everything you've spent, when you bought it, where you bought it from, and keep all of the receipts. You're definitely going to need these receipts if any items are damaged, broken, or need to go under warranty. You need the receipts. So I recommend keeping a binder, keeping all the receipts there, going digital and scanning all those receipts of every single thing you buy for your vacation rental business. By keeping the receipts, you're going to have easy access to them when you really need them the most. In terms of paying for the things you need to actually start the business, if What you have right now can't cover everything you need to correctly start this up. We're going to have to look at making some tough choices to make sure you have the mission critical items that your guests need. 
that you're promising on your listing and that everything is presentable and guest ready. That means that game room that you wanted may have to be delayed for a little bit. Or if you wanted to put a jacuzzi in there, that may have to be delayed if you're having issues with the finances. However, it doesn't mean you're never going to do them. It just means to start the business and keep it afloat, we're going to need to pick the mission critical items to make the home guest ready before all of the fancy and exciting stuff. But whatever level you're at, wherever you're at in furnishing the rental and getting it ready, just prioritize what's mission critical first. And the nice to do someday items can be on a separate page. Knowing how to prioritize is one of the most important skills that you need to recognize and develop when you're operating a short-term rental because priorities can make or break your business in any line of business, in any industry. Knowing how to prioritize is what separates an effective entrepreneur from a non-effective and an inefficient one. If you don't prioritize your limited resources, your resources will prioritize you. And what I mean by that is you'll run out of money very quickly. So you need to know what's mission critical and what's not. So what my suggestion is, is just taking a one piece of paper, write mission critical on it, and then everything you need to actually open the short-term rental open for business and ready to go. Put it all on that one page. Right? And it, you could use big categories. It doesn't need to be every single item like coffee maker, utensils. No, no, just think big picture. I need the kitchen done. I need the living room finished. I need to have um, my licenses. I need to list my property, have my photos, all those big things. Put the expense or the estimate of the expense by there. And then you have your one page game plan like that to open for business for that very first guest. But focus and prioritize on what's mission critical to open your doors first. And then as you run this business, always prioritize what's the most important thing. Because a lot of the time, there's way more important things than putting like a, a super nice amenity or a game room or a cinema or a jacuzzi. There's way more important things to do. But since something's shiny and new, we always want to do the renovation. Always focus on what's important and prioritize because your resources will thank you and you'll have much more peace of mind doing it that way. Our next question here is, so my camera catches more than six people. There are four extra I can see on the camera. I also see 10 suitcases. Do we contact Airbnb to kick them out? Well, depends how far you want to push this because this situation happens a lot. When they say this many guests are coming and it's actually this many. And sometimes it's not a big deal. Sometimes it leads to a party. As hosts, as homeowners, we don't like being lied to. However, we're in a hospitality business. Even in hotels, people sneak in their dog. They sneak in an extra guest. It, it happens. And if we make a stink out of every time this happens, we will not be in business very long. So my suggestion is I would let it slide if it's not too many people. If you say, hey, I'm going to charge you the $20 per guest per night, whatever extra guest charge you have, that's your right if you had it in writing when they made the booking and they, they voided your contract. However, <laughs> I'd rather have the repeat guest. So say they bring 10 and your, your maximum is six. That's four extra guests. But they leave and the house is not messy. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, if the guests had a good time, they might come back again. So is it really worth like having that whole discussion? Maybe not. However, if it's 20 guests and your place sleeps five, yeah, that, that could lead to a rager or some sort of party. So 
it depends how many people um, and the age group as well. But it's your call. However, if it's a few extra guests, I don't recommend making a stink out of that. I think you should just let it slide. But that one, it's your call. It's your call. Uh, contacting Airbnb to kick them out. You can. It's in your right. But is it really worth it? I don't think so. So the next question. Someone stole from me. What should I do? So I asked, what did they steal? They said it was a pillow, some towels, and now I can't find a coffee maker. Well, it hurts when stuff is stolen from anyone's home. It, sometimes we feel violated. But this question, I always will ask, like, how much did those items mean to you? It, it seems like these items were maybe $50, $60, maybe $80, maybe $100. I don't know how much they were, but it doesn't seem very expensive. And the time energy that you're going to expend contacting the guest, asking them to pay for it, waiting for them to pay for it, then getting the resolution center involved, then going back and forth, then having to provide receipts. It's many times not worth it unless it's over $250 to $500 in value. Really not worth your time and energy. How much is your time worth? If your time's worth $50 an hour and you're spending six, seven hours dealing with this, to recoup $60, you lost money just dealing with this. So it really depends how many things they took from you. If you want to chase them out of principle, that's another story entirely. But in my recommendation, if it's less than $250, I really say, let it go. It's not worth chasing every single thing that breaks and it's going to happen and happen often in a short-term rental game. It's just going to happen. All right, on to our next question. Can you prevent a guest from staying again if they gave me a four-star review? We go above and beyond, and we don't think it was fair that we didn't get five stars. Well, you, you can. like You don't have to let anyone stay in your house. It's, it's your property. But a four-star review doesn't mean a, it's not a bad thing. If, four, if you do it out of 10, it's eight out of 10. It's a B. It just means that it wasn't perfect. And any feedback we get from our guests, whether it's negative or positive, we need to internalize it, see how we can fix our rental, see how we could get better, so that the next time that guest comes, it can be a five. So maybe it wasn't a five-star experience for them and they're just being honest and hoping that you improve your experience. Maybe they gave you a four-star not because of that. Maybe they just didn't want to give you five stars. I don't know the reason, but my recommendation is to ask the guests to give you four stars. What can we do to make it a five-star experience for you next time? And the fact that they're coming back to stay with you again or even interested in that, that signals that you provided a quality experience. So while it does hurt, while we didn't get a perfect score, similar to not getting a 100 and an A in science class, we're not always going to get an A and it's okay. But when we get things wrong, we know what to correct. We know what to improve upon. So that's the biggest opportunity for your business is hearing from your guests, hearing from your clients and knowing what they think, what their honest opinion is. So you can actually take their opinion, improve upon it. Because that's only going to make your business a hundred times stronger. So maybe we're hurt that it wasn't a five-star review. However, look at this as an opportunity. Take it from a negative, turn it into a positive. See what you can do better next time. And then hopefully the next time I leave you a review, it will be five stars. So this next one's a little bit longer. This was Sophie. She was dealing with a super challenging person. Even before they checked in, they were being challenging with her. So 
the guests first wanted to see the property, like they inquired on Airbnb. He said, hey, I'm not booking the place until I see it in person. This is for my mother. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. In my opinion, right there, I wouldn't have proceeded. I was proceeded with caution. This is bad news because that's not how the platforms work. You're not supposed to meet up with people and show them the place in person. It's not supposed to go that way. But she did. She let she gave them a nearby landmark, met them there, and showed the property. So they decided to stay. They, this was a ten day stay. They saw the property, but then when they met, she, she was asked to rent off platform to save money to get a discount. Right then and there, I would have said, "Hey, this is a little sketch. This is not cool because how are you going to cut out the middleman who found you the property in the first place? Even if it's a big company like Airbnb or Verbo." That's just not good business sense. I mean, I'm all for book direct, but not after like the first time they found your property on the platform, cutting them out. No, it's horrible and unethical, but that's what the guest asked. She said no. So next day, they went their separate ways. And then he was texting, 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 saying, I want to check in early. I want to check in early. I want to check in early. And she's like, no, you can't. I, the house needs to get cleaned and sanitized. You cannot check in early. Well, guess what he tried to do? He tried to check in super, super early, even before her cleaning crew got there. He was there waiting outside. Super weird. So she said, hi, you know, I know you're really anxious to get inside, but you're going to have to wait until the cleaning crew is done. We already discussed this. He's like, ah, okay, okay, okay. So he said he'll wait. And then he checked in. Everything seemed to be going okay. But at 1 a.m., he kept blowing up her phone saying the bed was not comfortable enough or his knees, his back hurt. Texting, texting, texting. Right then and there, I would have just waited until the morning because the guest is already being unreasonable. It's 1 a.m. I mean, that's something that could have been said sooner. Um, but he insisted. So he was texting, texting, and she fed into the drama. So this is half her fault because she fed into it. Like if you have a difficult guest like this, sometimes no matter how hard you try to please someone, you're not going to be able to please them. And a lot of people will, you know, talk about the guest experience. We need to maximize guest experience. It's how we Yes, we do need to listen to our customers. Yes, the customer's always right, but sometimes the customer's not right. Sometimes the guest is just being unreasonable, right? So this is one of those situations. And what happened was this guest was over, also over capacity. Um, the house slept five, they brought 10. So there's a lot going on here. Well, first, what I would have done in this particular situation was I would have screened the guest to make sure it was a good fit. If I had instant booking on, I would have sent over a rental agreement as well to basically set the expectations, set the tone of this day. And renting off platform, that would have been an easy reason to cancel. I don't want to deal with anyone dishonest, especially if they're trying to cut out someone. If it's a repeat person who booked directly or someone who found my website, totally different story, right? But trying to cut out a middleman when they help you find my place, it's already shady. Pushing nearly check-in, not following the rules, the rule breaking, not cool. But this particular guest was difficult to deal with her because he would not stop texting or calling her. She said he would text or call and communicate with her over 20 times a day. This is someone who you're not going to please and they're going to make your 10 days absolutely miserable. So I really recommend taking a hard stance here and saying, hey, you know, I know you may be feeling uncomfortable, but my, my option for you is... You know, I can come over and fix some of the issues and then you could continue staying there for the rest of your stay, or I'll offer you that you can check out right now and I'll give you a full refund of the unused nights. Um, if you're not comfortable with my place, I completely understand. I'll improve for the next guest, 
but I'll completely refund you for the unused night. That's the best way to deal with this to save your sanity because what will happen in these cases is the guests will stay the whole 10 days. They'll stay the whole time and then they'll complain to Airbnb at the very end and they'll try to get some money back after making your life miserable. So why even let it get there? Why even get to that point? Offer the guests to check out, get a refund of the unused nights and just just save save your sanity while you can. That's my recommendation for having a challenging guest. Um, if the guest is not this challenging and they're just you know testing your patience, be a good host. You don't need to you know take a hard line in the sand like that. This is for the totally unreasonable guest, which you will have to encounter eventually. And you don't deserve to be disrespected or lose your sanity or your sleep over someone who's being unreasonable with you. It's not worth like oh I'm going to lose superhost status. Well, your dignity is worth more than superhost status, right? So sometimes you know you need to bite the lip, but this is not one of those times. If the person is, you know, invading your privacy, if they're being unreasonable, if they're bullying you, you can draw that hard line in the sand and basically explain, hey, this is what I'm able to offer you. Um, what would you like to do? That's completely okay and acceptable. So everybody, I hope this was helpful. If you have questions for me, I'm happy to answer them on the show. If you want to collaborate, if you're a host and you want to share your experience, happy to do it on the show. Just reach out to me by email. I'll include that in the show notes. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, Details for that will be in the show notes as well. Everyone, take care. Have a great weekend.